Welcome to Sportfire, the sports comedy podcast that's like a full Madison Square Garden, loud, special, and comes prepared with 35 different Trey Young baby hair jokes. Make sure to find us on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, playing in Shaq's AirPods as he nods off to sleep during work, and on the Utah Jazz Injury Report against our will. Coming up, the Mets trainer who's great at his job, and a waitress from LeBron's protocol-breaking tequila launch. But first, let's take a quick trip through the headlines. Julio Jones admitted to Shannon Sharp and Skip Bayless on the air on Monday that he's as good as out of Atlanta, and it did not seem like he knew he was live on FS1's Undisputed. But to be fair, we can't believe they're on television either. Jones reportedly demanded a trade from the Falcons some time ago, which is why he seems so confident he's gone. But remember, it's not a done deal until the final whistle sounds. Not sure if Atlanta sports has any real-world examples of that recently, so happy to help contextualize. Jones wore a Cowboys shirt over the weekend, but insisted that doesn't mean he wants to play in Dallas. He was just trying to cause the biggest possible stir without doing anything of substance, which, you know what, could indicate he wants to play in Dallas. The Patriots are currently the betting favorites to land Jones, but remember, anyone could stop that at any time. As always, though, they won't. We did get a statement from the producer of Undisputed, and we'd like to play that for you now. Hello. I take full responsibility for the error in judgment that resulted in airing an interview in which the participant was both unwilling and unwarned. It's clear now how the mistake occurred. You see... I've been producing this show for four years, and I've never had to make an editorial decision before. The show very obviously produces itself. I do nothing most days. Up until now, the show has mostly been Shannon smoking Cohibas and Skip lifting up his bike shorts to show his scars from when the bench press bar scratched him. Once again, I am sorry for the pain that I have caused. And no, I will not be making any adjustments to the way I work in the future. This was not a wake-up call. Harrowing stuff. Jazz center Rudy Gobert is taking heat for his late-game flop on a Kyle Anderson shove, which occurred on the sidelines after he'd already fouled out of Game 1. But don't laugh, the shove was actually so vicious it forced the medical staff to rule Donovan Mitchell out. Of course, Mitchell sat out Game 1 with his ongoing ankle injury, though no one on the Jazz can really figure out why, and even Mitchell himself is reportedly angry with the trainers. We can't tell, though, if it's an I'm actually mad thing or an aw dang, I have the flu today of all days. I was ever so excited to take a math test kind of thing. Reports claim the Jazz locker room is now splintered into three camps. Team Mitchell, Team Gobert, and Team Oh My God Who Cares Please Just Beat the 8th Seed. Kyrie Irving seemed concerned about returning to Boston this week, stating hopefully we can just keep it strictly basketball, no belligerence or subtle racism. Hear you loud and clear, said Celtics fans. Don't be subtle with the racism. Seems like White Sox manager Tony La Russa may have lost the locker room. Oh, sorry, I read that wrong. He's lost in the locker room. Just walking into the closet wall like an uncontrolled video game character covered in hangers. After losing in the play-in tournament, Warriors GM Bob Myers says he's still confident in re-signing Steph Curry. As why, Myers added, well, I already signed Riley and Aisha. And the NHL playoffs are happening at an extremely fast pace. And if you're not already a hockey fan, nobody wants you to watch. Nobody. 
The NFL is investigating former player Eugene Chung's claim that a team told him he was, quote, not the right minority to be a head coach in the league. And based on what I've seen in the NFL, I assume the right minority is a competent head coach. If they're only hiring right minorities now, that explains why the Jets got so close to offensive coordinator Ben Carson. New Era released a series of local market baseball hats featuring icons representing the hometowns of MLB's teams. They might have gone too far with the Astros hat, though, which includes an LED screen in a trash can, a Reagan Bush 84 Fobac shirt, and the meme of the high school kid with the popped-out forehead vein. And Phillies right fielder Bryce Harper is battling a mysterious injury that finally sent him to the IL after days of manager Joe Girardi lying about its severity. But don't worry, Mayor of Easttown is on the case. There's something in the water. No comment on Girardi tossing Aaron McMenamin's bike into the skookle. This episode of Sportfire is brought to you by Manscaped, and we've got breaking news. It's a pubic service announcement. That's right, Manscaped has created the Lawnmower 4.0, a new multifunction on-off switch, which can engage a travel lock is on that thing. A 4000K LED spotlight is on that thing in case you are shaving in a dark corridor. Why would you do that? I don't know, but they can help. The new trimmer even allows you to customize your trim all over through additional guard lengths with sizes 1 through 4. Just a reminder, size 4 is basically not trimming. So you're going to want to take that down to, let's just be safe and, and do the 1. I'm one of the first people who's gotten to try the 4.0, and let me tell you, I'm blown away by the performance. Certainly a closer shave than anything the Brooklyn Nets are experiencing in their first round series. If you want in on the product and you want to join over 2 million men worldwide who trust Manscaped, we've got an exclusive offer for you. 20% off and free worldwide shipping with the code FANSIDED20 at manscaped.com. That is 20% off and free worldwide shipping with the code FANSIDED20 at manscaped.com. Unlock your confidence and always use the right tools for the job with Manscaped. Now to baseball, where the New York Mets have brought their special brand of circus back to the field in 2021. From Jacob deGrom to Jeff McNeil to Michael Conforto, we've seen an unprecedented number of injuries wreak havoc on a lineup that no longer looks like that of a title contender or makes any sense at all. We're on to the backups of backups, including one guy who doesn't even really hit, but just keeps taking his shirt off. I'm kind of half watching. I don't really get it. To get to the bottom of things, we reach out to the Mets trainer to see what's going on behind the scenes. Very happy to be joined today by the trainer for the New York Mets. Now, this isn't the season the Mets envisioned necessarily. It's a tight NL East, but the lineup looks a lot different than we anticipated because a lot of dudes are out. What is going on with this recent rash of injuries? I hate to be so blunt, but have you changed any of your treatment methods this offseason? Yeah. Uh, hey, yeah. Thanks for having me. Uh, yeah, I'll tell you. <laughs> um, well, uh, I, I wish I could uh, tell you what's going on, but uh, we are a bit flummoxed ourselves. And uh, we, we don't believe that it actually has anything to do with off-season prep at all. Uh, it, it's more of uh, what we call in the industry a, quote, whoops, it can happen to anyone injury. You know, a lot of these injuries are like that. So it's not necessarily something you can prevent, you know. And I mean, you know, Nimmo's nerves in his pinky are shot, you know, and, and, and that's not my fault. And uh, Pilar got hit in the face with the 96 mile per hour heaters. I, I, I don't I didn't throw the pitch, you know, so it's certainly not my my uh, we are we certainly weren't expecting this at all. Um, so I'm sorry, you you just weren't expecting injuries at all. Well, uh, OK, um. Well, obviously injuries happen. And and when you're playing 162, you tend to prepare for injuries. But um, in my career, I, I've, I've never seen anything like this. 
Okay, so, you know, it happened. Next steps, though. What are you doing to combat the injury overload? Has Steve Cohen told you to make any changes? Mm, well, you know, we don't like to use the word combat because it's a tad violent and uh, we've seen enough violence. Uh, so we uh, we do what we call a New York check-in. And, uh, you know, before every game, we kind of just give the guys a, a, a tap on the rear and gently remind them, you know, don't hurt yourselves out there because there's literally no one else that could play your position. So uh, that's helped. And, and of course, that was uh, Mr. Cohen's idea. And um, I had a very productive um, closed door meeting with Mr. Cohen and uh, he was very clear his message was very clear i'm just gonna leave it at that okay yeah no i don't need to dive any deeper into that um so michael conforto and jeff mcneil their injuries were quote-unquote severe hamstring strains that came after playing at tampa's tropicana field which is sort of an injury hellhole did you do mm. anything different to prep ahead of that series and if not should you have Oh yeah. Um, well, you know, we've, we've been actually calling them strains, but actually Michael's hamstring ripped in half. So, um, and honestly, um, the one thing that I will say that I wish we did differently in, in preparation before that series, um, the one thing I wish I did was, was quit, uh, to be honest. I mean, after that series, I mean, that's when, you know, if you Pilar got smashed in the face with a fastball and every pitcher on the staff tore their lat. So yeah, yeah. I just wish, uh, before that series, I wish I, I, I had quit kind of. So your top like eight outfielders are all hurt. Does this team have any plan to address this? What do you say to a team that feels like it's running out of people and nothing is working? Yeah. I, if I just addressed, I've been addressing Like, look, my staff and I are working triple overtime and you know, it's just, okay. I'm sorry. Look, um, we feel that these injuries are sort of freak injuries and there's nothing we can do except take it up on the chin. Look, the team, look, these guys aren't going to give up. They're, they're professionals, but they know it's over. So we just kind of tell them, you know, get out there, have fun and, and good luck. You know, you sound a little overwhelmed. Do, do you feel overwhelmed at all? Oh, you know, I'm not quite sure. I mean, I mean, we lost a center fielder to nerve damage. His backup got hit in the face and then his backup ran into a wall and popped his shoulder. Then we lost a right fielder and second baseman to pop hamstrings. Our backup starters and three relievers to shoulder impingements and back strains. J.D. Davis's neck hand and ability to live are sprained and the polar bear's paw got caught in a bear trap and last night Cindergard's elbow fell off in port st lucie so maybe i'm a little over freaking whelmed here and i mean i, I am a tad look i off the record i was sitting in my office literally sweating because i i made mr cohen a promise and, and i'm not delivering and and i know he's coming to collect and you guys don't know this guy like I do. Okay. He plays this happy, loving hedge fund billionaire by day, but, but he wants to win and, and win big. And, and, and people don't understand the kind of power he has. And he kind of came in yesterday. He put his hand on my shoulder. And you know what he said to me? He said that I would be the next on the IL. I mean, what does that mean? This could be my last interview and I'm trying so hard and I want this to be okay. And I, I sometimes I want to go back to the collegiate level or take a bath with a toaster. I mean, honestly, I just want my mother uh, to be honest. So Oh God. Okay. So the, the Mets trainer, everybody lay, lay low for a while. Seat cover, man. Uh, okay. Okay. Thank you. The Mets trainer, everybody. Hey, look on the bright side. At least he kept Francisco Lindor fully healthy. I'm now being told that's a bad thing. Now I want to toss things over to my sister's show for a little bit. Some sports fans are having a tougher time than others these days. So we wanted to give some airtime to a city that's really hurting. Here's a clip from WEI's depressed Boston sports call-in show.
Welcome, hello, welcome back to the Depressed Boston Sports Call-In Show. I'm your host, Tommy McAvoy, and we're here to talk Boston fans under 30 through the worst year of their lives thus far. One more time coming back from Kershaw, we'll take you through the carnage. As Bill Simmons famously said, this is the most heartless Celtics playoff team since 2004. And rooting for an average team that still makes the playoffs, yeah, it's the kind of thing that tries men's souls. Not only that, of course, but Boston fans were forced to watch Tom Brady leave New England for Tampa, and then we all got to root for him on his road to another Super Bowl anyway, so I guess that wasn't so bad, but Tom Brady's Tampa Championship was definitely the worst Boston title ever, so that's not iconic. Add to that that the Red Sox were supposed to be entering a rebuilding year this year. They're in first place in the AL East instead of sucking, but that's beside the point. It was supposed to be a rebuilding year, and something being hypothetically bad but actually good is still the worst thing Boston fans have ever experienced. A horrible memory we invented is as bad as it gets. And the Bruins are red hot entering the NHL playoffs, so they'll probably win the Stanley Cup, but only by a goal or two, which is going to be a tough watch. We're taking calls till midnight, which is when the janitor comes by the WEI studio and realizes I have no credentials. Marty from Quincy, you're on the line. Uh, thanks, Tommy. So, I I'm worried about the Celtics. Where do they go from here? Hmm. So, uh... They have two of the best players under 25 in the NBA, Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown. So, in other words, hopeless. The franchise will probably fold. Or even worse, they might be the five seed next year. Ugh. Thanks for the call. Uh, Robert from Marblehead, you're on the line. Ah, thanks, Tom. So, so the Red Sox, another win today. Clutch hitting, great pitching, and a lockdown save by Matt Barnes. I'm not having a good time, though. Why? Well, they've been so good. And will this be the best team I've ever watched in any sport? And if so, what if I love them more than my wife and kids? What if my family pales in comparison, in my eyes, to the 2021 Red Sox? Where do I go from here? Is something wrong with me? This is a great point, and thanks for the call. See, this is what America doesn't get. Boston sports fans have it rougher than anyone because sometimes our teams are so great they make our families look like dog shit. And how do you come back from that? You don't. No other city has to deal with this. Nightmares. Every night. Warren and Seekonk? Yeah, uh, I got a Tom Brady question. Uh, when he retires, uh, will his son's milestones count as Boston championships too? Graduations, prom kisses, etc.? Great question, Warren. Yes. Uh, that's it for this edition of the Depressed Boston Sports Call-In Show. I hear the janitor knocking on the door. Tune in for a special episode next week where we open the phone lines for three hours so all Bostonians can cry about Kyrie Irving being pretty good as a Celtic, which is the worst thing that ever happened to me. Stay tuned. Oh, no. Looks like the Bruins advanced to the second round of the playoffs. So, so that's another month of stress for me. God, waiting around for a 13th championship in 20 years, I tell you, it takes 10 years off your life. We'll see you next week. Tommy McAvoy, everybody. The depressed Boston sports call-in show airs 24 hours a day on WEI and has for 35 years. City of Champions. Now it's time to get to the bottom of the LeBron James scandal? Non-scandal? What are we dealing with here? To get the skinny on what happened when the Lakers star broke protocol before splitting the first two games with the Phoenix Suns, I spoke to someone who worked the event in question. This week, just before the playoffs, Lakers star LeBron James was popped for a violation of COVID protocol after he attended a tequila launch event prior to the team's play-in game with the Warriors. 
pretty weird. And of course, the NBA decided not to suspend James because he's LeBron James. But it left us wondering what really happened here. With us today is Carly St. Urban, who worked the event as a waitress and shot girl to tell us what went down. Carly, thanks so much for being willing to speak with us. Thanks, Adam, but I'm talking to you today on the condition of anonymity. No, you're not. I, I just said your name. Oh, okay. I'm not. Yeah. Hey, can you turn the music down? No, but I can walk into my hermetically sealed plastic bubble. Thanks, Carly. So you were on site at the big event. Was this really no big deal or is this another NBA scandal? Well, in order to attend the event, you needed to present either proof of a negative test or proof of vaccination. And did LeBron do that? You had to. Did he do that, though? You needed to. Yeah, people did. Was LeBron James one of those people? LeBron James is like the people. I'm a huge basketball fan. All right. Hitting a dead end here. So from what I've heard, this was a brief outdoor photo shoot before the play-in game with Drake and Michael B. Jordan. Is that true? Yes, I placed a tray of shots and a bottle of the product on a podium for LeBron, Michael B, and Drake. Then I hopped behind the bar, and LeBron was so nice. He bought one drink and tipped an extra $50 for keeping a secret. He didn't have to do that. <laughs> okay, what secret? Um, the secret of the ooze? No, that's a Ninja Turtles movie. Yeah. That was it. The secret was that movie. Are you lying to me because you don't want me to know? Or are you lying to me because you already forgot it? Yeah. Well, either way, the NBA found out about the event. They cleared LeBron for the playoffs because they said the event, quote, didn't rise to a threat level of virus spread. Do you think the league made the right decision here? Oh, absolutely. I mean, the Lakers wouldn't be in the playoffs without LeBron. No, no, I know. But did he break the rules? And did the NBA just let it slide because it's LeBron? I mean, if there were other worse players at the event, would they have gotten suspended? Oh, there were worse players there. Oh, really? Who? Drake. <laughs> okay, well, yeah, yeah. But I thought you meant NBA players. Hmm, let's see. Okay, Andre Drummond was there. Alex Caruso. I saw Kyle Kuzma. Talon Horton Tucker. Um head coach Frank Vogel. <laughs> That's like the entire team. Yeah, they were all in VIP. I remember because I tried to hand them some of the tequila and they were like, ew, ugh, this is bad. Well, what what was going on in the VIP section? Um, There was a sidebar with top shelf liquor, oxygen bar, mask sucking station, bike rack. Wait, what? Bike rack? It's where bikes get racked. No, what is a mask sucking station? Someone sucks your mask directly off your face with their mouth. You don't know about this? It's like a fun pandemic's over game. It's a Hollywood thing. Uh, does the NBA know about this? That sounds like the definition of something that rises to a threat level. Honestly, that's so annoying. Like wear a mask if you want to wear a mask, but we're at the point where we have to return to normal. Mask sucking stations are not normal. We've been doing that in the VIP sections of our events for years, but they used to be eyes wide shut masks. Same activity, different masks. Unbelievable. 
bottom line, LeBron did nothing wrong. And even if he did, the NBA needed him to play this week. And even if they didn't, he did nothing wrong. And even if the tequila baby bird slurp contest was unsafe, it doesn't matter because it happened. Find a new story. Sorry. (sighs) The tequila baby bird slurp contest? Yes. Right after the photo shoot, all the players did that thing where mama birds chew food and put it in their baby's mouths, except it's hard to chew tequila, so they just sort of dribbled it. Hey, dribbled. Basketball. This is the unsafest event maybe ever. It wouldn't have been safe at any point in our history. Relax. All the slurpers were required to present a negative test. Did LeBron do that? You're just looking for things to get angry about at this point. Let me guess. You also think it's bad that we put our tequila samples in giant hamster bottles and just let people go to lick town on it? Yup. Look, do you want some tequila or not? Not really. Oh, come on. It's good. Ooh, but if you got the vaccine, don't drink it. It messes with the antibodies. So that's why LeBron hasn't gotten- That's why LeBron hasn't gotten the vax. Yeah. Carly St. Urban, everybody. (gasps) Don't use my name. Already did, beginning and end. Unuse it. LeBron's tequila waitress, Carly St. Urban, everybody. Remember, it's not a COVID violation if you're an awesome guy. Now, the best part about having your own podcast is they can't tell me not to do this. They can tell me after the fact I shouldn't have, but that rolls off me like Kawhi off Luka. Just kidding. I'm remarkably sensitive. Anyway, to play us off, it's me with my Boston Celtics Kyrie Irving flavored tribute to the music of Olivia Rodrigo. Is this a mistake? Undoubtedly. Am I 30? Oh, yeah. Couldn't be more 30. Am I still proud to present this? Because where else would I put it and where would it go? Not really. I'm not that proud, but I'm going to do it. Here goes nothing. Guess you moved on really easily You found a new team and you went and grabbed the second seat Remember when you said that you want to flatten the world and Good for you, I guess you're pretty hardened on yourself Burning sage playing with Katie, yeah that really helped If only you could find a fan for your brand new team well, Good for you, you look happy and healthy Kyrie Tatum's not quite up to the task Good for you, you're doing great out there without me If Jalen Brown was here, it'd be an easier ask Lost my mind, I've wondered when You were shaking Katie's hand in some back room Marcus Smart's gonna get a bit jealous But I guess good for you For you, I guess you live in Hooper's fantasies. The pressure's off you because the victory's drawn in double teams. I guess Blake Griffin's fully back now, Kyrie. What the fuck is up with that? Hmm. And good for you, it's like you never even met the seas. Remember when you told the garden crowd that you would come back if we'd have you? Well, screw that and screw you. You will never have to hurt the way Isaiah's hip do. Good for you, you look happy and healthy, Kyrie. Tommy points back. Good for you, you're doing great out there without me, Kyrie. Like I am sociopath. I lost my mind, I've wondered when you were shaking Katie's hand in some back room. Just wanted respect, but you went out and swept it. I guess good for you. Thanks for indulging that. <laughs> Most of you probably didn't. We'll see you next Thursday. My thanks to TJ McNeil and Anna Caligari. Have a good week.
Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.